1: And I'm joined with uh, by. I'm not joined with. Uh, we'd be like Siamese twins. Yes. No. Uh, I I am joined by uh, Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. Yeah. And now we don't have uh, Tom. I'm no. not sure where Tom is. He just did not report for duty today. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We love him, and uh, we know he'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, I do. I do know what Tom's doing. He's uh, he's hard at work helping folks uh, get through some uh, pretty bad storm damage that yeah. swept through. The Catholic Cafes area. Yes. Yeah, and uh, turned a lot of power off and and have uh, really uh, done some serious damage, so we continue to pray for all the folks uh, in the South who have experienced some terrible, terrible storms that went blustering through here
0: well there are a lot of trees that fell took down houses and power lines and a lot of people might not know that tom actually is a champion f- tree thrower
1: yes <laughs> so he's able to exercise his craft Yeah, yeah. well good for him and I, he, he, could, he actually could come out to my uh, place and throw a few trees let's uh let's uh, wish him well in that and uh and certainly uh in all seriousness pray for all the people that are struggling right now yes uh but we we want to use this as an opportunity because we are coming up on um well july the fourth yeah and so, uh, July the fourth is a uh, you know historically. Okay, I'm 61 years old, and mm-hmm. you're 12, 13. Well, how old are you?
0: <laughs> I'm 40.
1: 40. Okay, so uh, you, you're you know you're you're of an age that you can remember like the the bygone days to some degree, and yeah. you remember you know as a, as you as a kid. Those
0: were the days. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. No
1: Edith Bunker impersonations here. <laughs> um, anyway, so. I I always remember as a kid just loving the 4th of July because we had fireworks. Yeah. We had barbecues. Yeah. um, And, uh, you know, and we just celebrated the nation.
0: I I, one time I lit my rear end on fire by accident on the 4th of July. Well,
1: that's probably another story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> tune in for the the, the 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 lost episodes and we'll have that one but no i you know i have great memories uh of fourth of july all through my life you know we would that was the time we would go like to a friend's uh cabin on the lake uh, yes. and we go out on the pontoon boat you know uh and and we'd light off uh little bottle rockets out into the lake and things mm. like that i mean these are like wholesome good times and i remember that the Entire nation for a while, you know, for a little short period of time would just come together and, and everyone would celebrate this great country of ours. And we should. Mm-hmm. But there's also this thing. I'm 61 now and, and and I recognize fully that there's a lot of people in the world right now that are not happy with the nation. Right. Um, and especially some of our, our little younger brothers and sisters uh, who are, I don't know, just maybe even ambil- ambivalent to uh, the United States. Really, as a concept, you know, and a a reality, and there's there's something uh, scary about that. Things that we, uh, Sam, have taken for granted, like it's just always been this way, right? Right. God bless America. It's always been something really good. America has been always this sort of uh, a beacon of hope for the world uh, you know sort of a pillar of truth and goodness in the American way and you know right and now it's uh, been accused it is being accused of being colonialistic and imperialistic and uh, whatever misogynist and white supremacist and all these terrible things that get said about America
0: well when I was a little kid I had a very idealistic view I had this notion of you know we had leaders who were, who were Presidential and, and, and right. statesman like and and you know you whether it's ones that you you you. Including ones that in recent history you see, you know, inspiring speeches that were given at different yeah. times. And you say, wow.
1: And both political aisles, they would come they would come together across the aisle. Both political parties would cross the aisle. And they, especially at times like this. Right. They and, would unite.
0: And people could and, and agree respect on both each sides other. of the aisle. They can say, you know, maybe I wouldn't have voted for, for that guy for president. But he was really presidential or really statesmanlike in that way. Right. He really led us through this country in a, in a, in a, in a really key way. I don't think we have that anymore. No. So, we're so divided. I don't think kids grow up with thinking in terms of being presidential or or, or having the notion of really uh, being president of the United States as even being something that it, you, you you look up to right. uh, in the same way that we did as, as kids. Because, I mean, when we were kids... The biggest compliment you could give somebody is to say, you could be president someday.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember that. I was, as a kid, I was, people would say that kind of stuff. And, and that, we, we was like, it's like, yeah, one day I might be president. And, and it was not, a sign of great success.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's it's also a sign of great virtue. It's a sign of like goodness. Like you are a good. Pre- and, and, and I think, so when people say that, um, you know, because you wouldn't say that to like a bad, selfish person. Right. Right. You would say that to somebody who is. Who who is has goodness and has virtue and has talent and has gifts and you're like you're the type of person I want to see lead this country. But the reason you're saying that is because you believe in the goodness and the giftedness uh, of the country overall. And I think that a lot of us have become an over more and more disillusioned.
1: Yeah, I think so. On and both sides. So uh, yeah, speak. exactly. In fact, it's become uh, you know my my candidate versus your candidate, right? Yeah. Um, and and so it's a sign of a very very divided nation. Uh, And I have preached a couple of times and I've used this phrase and I've said, I think we are arguably more divided than uh, perhaps at the time of the Civil War. I mean, Mm -hmm. and that was like a terrible time. I I just think things have gotten really, really bad. Uh, And it's not just politics. It's really uh, respect for our neighbor, uh, helping people out. Uh, It just seems to be like with... You watch all the, the, the crime sprees, um, you know, like guns or not, they're being used in terrible ways in, in terrible situations. Um, the, there are people that uh, uh, are just, like, sort of taking advantage of each other, right? The smash and grab stuff, you see in this on, on, on television with people and mobs going in and cleaning out a store, you know, or whatever, and it's just, it's, it's really terrible. And I remember, um, you know, as a, as a kid, uh, so this is very young in the 1960s s. Was really about the last time where people, uh, people of other faiths, had uh, respect for a Catholic priest or or a nun,
0: mm. right? Right.
1: And now we've come all the way to the point where, you know, sometimes priests don't want to wear their clerical garb out in public because they might get castigated. But then also yeah. even beyond that we have the sisters of perpetual indulgence oh yeah right outwardly and openly mocking jesus and uh religious sisters the uh, our mother mary uh in a, in a horrible way and getting honored by baseball teams and it's like the world has gone crazy it seems like especially in america
0: well and we have a, a very holy priest back in 2018 when they uh released um uh, the the, the the dossier that came out of pittsburgh uh that sent shockwaves across the church and across the world um you know there was a, that was a time where there was a, a heightened degree of hostility against uh priests and this is a very holy priest in our diocese i mean a very saintly holy priest and he was spat upon by somebody at a grocery store parking lot if i remember correctly just for wearing his clerics yeah um at the time that you know near when that dossier got yeah, he released. wasn't caught up in any scandals no i, I want to make sure the, the, the person didn't even know him All right. he saw was the collar right
1: and that was something that made them get so you know mad and they were going to do something about it and they yeah. did something about it in, in a in a kroger or whatever And it's like so there's that um, you know, and then you can look and see so many other things going on, going on in the world that need to be addressed. Uh, you know, kids aren't going to church anymore. Right. Right. So we have a bunch of old people in church. Yeah. And kids are, and we there are young people. I, 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 and we're going to start the front of this show. It's pretty sour and dour and, yeah. and pessimistic perhaps and i do know that there are rays of hope there are young catholic families that are going to church and that's and that's good to see uh there are but over overwhelmingly the numbers are showing us that fewer people are going to church right and that we're bleeding young people that that young people are more and more being disillusioned not just in the catholic religion but also in all especially christian faiths Um, so all the mega churches are no longer mega (laughs) (laughs) you know they're they're really struggling to keep membership um and really what it comes down to i I spent some time in high school teaching a little bit and there's a a disillusionment with god right Mm -hmm. there are kids that are they're they don't know that they'll say that they're atheists but they will say i'm not sure i believe in god that's that's how most of them would phrase it to me um and like i'm just not sure that i believe in god now thankfully many of these people as as we get older we start to have more faith uh it kind of creeps back into our life for for one reason or another but still there is a crisis of christianity there's a crisis of religion uh in the united states where kids just don't want to practice it
0: well and there's also a crisis of of uh conversation so to speak right i mean uh when I was a kid, you know, there were all sorts of heated debates over matters of politics. But you could have those heated debates, or in religion, you could have those, in social matters, and other hot button issues. Yeah, you could have those those conversations. You can have those debates, um, and sometimes you take things personally, and sometimes they get heated. But it wouldn't like end a friendship. Right. Or it wouldn't be that we can't even talk to each other because I already know on the front end that we're we, we have fundamental disagreements like on a metaphysical level that we can't even like sit down and break right. bread and have a conversation. But there's just But they didn't
1: usually turn into ad hominem personal attacks. That
0: too. Yeah. Or right? rejection of that's who what's you are as a now. person. Yes. Right.
1: right. And that and that that's terribly uh, tragic. Oh, so right? there's,
0: there's a vast gulf that's just growing between us, and we're all just kind of caught in our own echo chambers, right?
1: And we used to have what you know we, we learned in school was called civil discourse. Yeah, I mean, it would, it, you, you discussed things, you talked about things, you said the word debate, um, and sometimes debates do get heated. But the reality is, uh, the art of debate is a way to essentially find the truth, but in an organized, sort of structured way. Uh, We've lost we've lost that. I mean, there's we're shouting people down some certain people can't show up on a on a college campus that may have been known for free speech in the 60s and 70s. And that same college campus today won't allow anybody with a viewpoint different than the majority of sort of free thinkers, as it were, you know, that are kind of taking that that campus by storm. And all of a sudden, you know, they get shouted down. And so people aren't hearing another viewpoint Right? they don't hear another. Right. You, they can't even. You can't reason because you don't hear other uh, like opposing viewpoints.
0: Well, and even within the church, you know, uh, like you were saying, you know, less and less people are are getting engaged with their faith. Once upon a time, it used to be that these conversations about difficult topics, if you were a Catholic, it had to begin with, "Well, let's first look and see what the church teaches," yeah. and let's 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 really be grounded in that, um, and then let's try to explore our feelings and thoughts and experiences within the context of that but instead it's we're beginning with our feelings we're beginning with yeah. our own experiences and 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 so because of that and that's including within the church right you know and so because of that everyone is beating themselves beating each other over the head with their own feelings and their own experiences and and it's real and basically uh, as a result it's a it's becoming an impediment to conversation. Oh, I know.
1: It's it's made social media now is is basically made up of uh, "Quote unquote" Karens and "quote unquote" snowflakes, mm. right? And those are two derogatory terms used, launched at the, at the other side, right? Right. Well, you you know you're having a meltdown. You're just a snowflake. You're just some dumb kid that doesn't know blah blah blah, and you're going to cry about whatever. You know, suck it up, Buttercup. You know, and then it's like, well, you're a Karen. You're like one of these people that that you, you know you're 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 uh, you're misogynistic. You're uh, all these different things that you are. Uh, right you're a white supremacist you're you're you're, and then we hear that that the uh um the word nazi right get used so quickly we escalate and elevate things to the next level and it becomes it's extremely you know it's it's it's, you know easy to say that it's divisive but it's like but it's like catastrophically divisive and that's that's the nation we find ourselves in right now if we're doing a state of the union it's not a pretty state and that's the thing that that has, has, has been worrying me for a while. We thought we'd do a little show and just at least help folks know that this is what's going on. So you look at abortion and you think like, hey, well, we made a little headway. It's been a year since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Um, and there are statistics that show us that uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 30,000 babies have been saved in that period of time. Well, praise God for that. That is awesome. And then some people are like sort of resting on their laurels. But... There is a on on the people that are pro that are pro-choice or pro-abortion. There is a full-on sprint towards reversing the decision to reverse Roe v. Wade, yeah. right? And so there's there it, the fight is not over to the very least, and so we have to talk about all these different things. And you can talk about uh, sexual morality. You can talk about gender uh, confusion, dysphoria, and and the fact that people are. You know, if you misgender somebody, like, that wasn't even a word five years ago.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have friends, uh, these are people who I love. And it breaks my heart because I I know that I can't really sit down and have a heart-to-heart with them. And I know, uh, you know, these people, I mean, they've got some uh, real wounds and stuff that they that I would love to be able to talk to them, yeah. have a heart to heart and be like, here's how, um, you know, I think Jesus Christ could be a blessing to you and these wounds that you've shared and that I'm aware of. Um, and I'm not able to do that. You know, I'm not able to have real conversations and real intimacy. That's kind of prevented on the front end. You know, I do what I can to just sort of maintain relationship. Right. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things where like if, if June, we're, we're anti bullying month, and we all, I think everyone would get together and say, No one needs to bully anybody, including people who are in um, this group of people where there's a lot of folks who are dealing with a lot of wounds and a lot of issues. They need love, you know. And, and but if they define anti bullying and they define love as you're using my pronouns or, or, or right, affirming it, you're, you're, my gender and things right. like that, that puts us as Catholics in a hard place where. You know, it's hard for us to know where to begin those conversations. And what I want to do is just give them a hug and say, I love you so much. Right. And if I I want to do whatever I can to build you up in God's love, the best way I know how. But I don't even know how to begin these conversations with you. and And it breaks my heart. And because and
1: you have to choose a side, the first thing people do is say, You need to choose a side. Are you on my side or their side? Yeah, and me like,
0: just saying what I just said might lead to someone to say, Well, I hate you then, or, yeah, or, or you, are, you are dis- you, right. you are you, you're a disgrace, you're, you're you're you know dead naming me, or, or any number of things. It's like, it's not what I'm trying to do. I'm right. trying to be, I want to be in touch with you, will also be honest about who I am in Christ. And, you know, we see the world fundamentally different ways. Like there's a fundamental difference metaphysically in terms of how I process a world that I believe was loved into existence by God, including you. And then the other person has uh, ideas about maybe that includes God and maybe it doesn't. But they have ideas regarding gender uh, that are out of step with, uh, you know, the Catholic teaching that you were created where your sex and your gender are one and the same, you know? And and, and yeah, sometimes there can be exceptions, but there's a teaching, the exception exception proves the rule. You know, like, and and, and, and I, but it's like, I don't want to even get caught up in that. What I want to do is I want to sit down and just say like, listen, I understand there's things that make it hard for you to accept that the Catholic church loves you and you are loved by God and that I love you even though we see things differently but I want to do whatever I can to clear that out of the way to receive you in love and Deacon Jeff I don't think I'll have that opportunity and yeah. that breaks my heart so now I, I and I hear that
1: right and that's why we wanted to do this little bit of a show just because at, the, at we, we've been very pessimistic up to here up sure. to this point and it seems like I don't want to be in this country anymore <laughs> now I will say this I do want to be in this country because it, it doesn't take a long look to look around and realize that it's still the best country on the planet in terms of like the people complaining about not being able to do this or that or the other thing. It's the freest country on the planet. And it's actually the the best set of laws. I, yeah, there, there are imperfections in anything because it's you know, it's there's a man made element of this. And ever since that day in the Garden of Eden, um, we've we, there's always been sin and there's always going to be sin until uh, the end of time. But but here's the thing. At the end of the day, we 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 need to we need to look at this from a perspective of like, can we love our country, and is there something that we can do? Can we still have hope? And that's what I want to encourage people with now at this point in the show, when we've just we've got little eight minutes left. We've so we've been ranting here for twenty something minutes about all the problems, but the reality is. There, there is a solution, right? And I want to be clear that uh, we here at the Catholic Cafe believe that there's always the, there's like, you know what? The donut may be playing on this side, flip it over, there's sprinkles, you know?
0: There, <gasps> there yes, are sprinkles. Sprinkles on there are sprinkles. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, we need to believe, we need to believe that there is such a thing as a gospel, right? And gospel just literally means good news. There is good news. The gospel applies today as it did 2,000 years ago, um, and it's still the best answer for everything. So all these things you talked about, Sam, you know, you, you've got the right idea, like about loving your friends that are, that feel different than you, right? Loving your friends that think differently than you do, um, and and. Specifically, loving those friends that are well outside the boundaries that the Catholic Church might set up in terms of uh, faith and morals,
0: and loving those who might hate you for having the, your faith. That's that right. And
1: so, starting with love. That so. So here's the thing: there is good news, and the good news is Jesus Christ, and people need to experience that good news in and through you, right? And and that's so. My phrase that I always use all the time uh, regarding this kind of thing. When when the world seems like it's going to hell in a handcart, you know, it, it just seems like it's just this downward spiral. It, it it's just it looks horrific and terrible. The reality is what I always come back to, and what I prayerfully have, uh, uh, what what I've contemplated in prayer, and what I think has been revealed to me, uh, is till your own garden. Mm -hmm. Right stop trying to save the world we've already got one of those right there is a savior and we need to we need to rely on Jesus to be the savior we need to rely on the work of the Holy Spirit in the world it's not just us we can be part of that part of God's plan of salvation. But what we can do, what we can actively do is till our own garden. God has given us a little plot of land, and I'm not necessarily speaking specifically about land so much as I am about uh, an experiential existence uh, within the context of a family, within the context of a group of friends, within the context of a group of coworkers. Like we have experiential things and places where we frequent Um, where we know these people, right? You've got friends that you were just describing, some thinking very differently than you do about faith and morals in many different ways. Well, so do I. And, And we've all got family members Many who are, we, we need to tend to. And so to some degree, if we till our own garden, if we take care to, 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 take, to nourish, to root out the weeds and the problems and to, and to um, essentially uh, till the soil and turn it uh, to, um, uh, to help it to, to nourish the, the stuff there and make sure it's well watered and cared for. I mean, essentially our little garden right our um our garden then will be will be will flourish and will be nice
0: people will see that well and you mentioned like for example um abortion earlier and you know there's a tendency i think among a lot of catholics and a lot of people on both sides of the issue to just reduce it all to a political question yeah but our lord you know he actually didn't reduce anything to a political question right he did and and you know, what he would call us to do is to love exactly where you're talking about in the concrete realities of our lives. And so there could be, you know, it's on one hand, it's an, we can pay attention to the unborn child, which is obviously important. But what about the mom as well? The mom who's right. suffering and dealing with the situation um, and doesn't know what to do with this pregnancy. It's a crisis pregnancy. There could be women in our lives that are suffering in this way. And, and there could be things that God might be calling us to do within our little corner of the world, you know, um, and, and it could be something extreme, like having an openness to start adopting a baby, or it could be something smaller than that. But but maybe we, it's
1: as simple as going and visiting and helping a crisis pregnancy center. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they're all they're, They need baby wipes and diapers and they need uh, like people to help and to to uh, console and to walk people through a difficult situation. Um, and so there's lots of things we can do um, that we can st- we can till our own garden. We can we can work um, with the Lord uh, in in the vineyard of the Lord, right? So that, right. We, that we you know grab a hold of some grapes and start you know start going.
0: And if there's a woman that we know who's pregnant who's not married, are we really being helpful uh, to the life of that child and to her decision to keep that child to to, to shame her me oh you're not married and you're pregnant. You know what I mean? Right. It's, yes, there are reasons. I'm not saying we, we need to set aside the teachings of the faith. We need to, you know, the, the teachings of the faith are the teachings of the faith and they're true. But at the same time, within the context of the people that God places in our lives, that if a, that woman is dealing with uh, a, a pregnancy, especially if she's walking alone as a single woman, carrying that child to term, we, that's, a, that's a season where we need to ask ourselves and ask her, hey, how can I love you through this? Yeah. You know, and, and how can I help welcome that child and you into my life and it doesn't have to be in the form of like something like an adoption or something like right. that if we just say I see you I see you yeah And yours and and I just want to know that I, I love you and I welcome you and that child into this world
1: right so and again not just about abortion uh, right when we have people like within our own families that, that are that are struggling with sexual identity You know, don't sever relationships. Yeah. Don't don't. It's not an it's not a time to lecture about doctrine and dogma, which is true doctrine and true dogma. But the reality is, it has to start with love. It has to be there. Has to be a trusted relationship, right? And only after a relationship is 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 one of trust will there be any listening on either side. Right. So so to listen, um, you know to to help them know that they are loved regardless of their situation regardless of what they're doing even if you don't agree with it that you love them right uh, you know and so when we have kids that are in our own families that are that are struggling with these issues uh, these are all human beings right made in the image and likeness of God and and we, we we don't get to judge it's not our job to say well this one has chosen to be outside of the church and so i cast them out and allow them out to be outside the church it's like that's we're called actually to call them into the church yeah. right to to help them to know that they are loved and to welcome them so this it's a lot of stuff we're talking about here but we have to have hope we have the have to have the hope that god so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son right that he should die for our sins so that we could have Uh, This hope of living an eternal life with him And, and our job is to share our relationship with Jesus with with others that we meet and encounter and help them to know this Jesus right that we know and when they see that we have hope that hope is contagious Right? It's, it's it's something that pe- people need more and that's one of the reasons why there is no civil discourse is people don't feel like they have hope, unless people walk in the same exact shoes that I'm walking and they think the same way we that I'm thinking and that they do these things this way, etc, cetera, etc, cetera. and the reality is it's all hogwash because it's all—it really is. A, it's just about Jesus, mm. right? It's—it's mm. it's not about the politics. It's not about the—all the, these other things, these walls that we build up. It's about loving one another, right? Each of us is a sinner. Each of us doesn't deserve that love, but God gives it to us anyway, and that's the same kind of love that we have to share with others. And really, that's what brings hope to the world. And it starts with love. It starts with with our allowing others into our lives and and not in a judgmental way but in a way where we have a relationship so that maybe one day down the road sam you can have that conversation with the people that you're longing to have a conversation to help them just to break through some of their uh their their thought processes now and to allow them to feel loved respected heard noticed but at the same time then to Take them by the hand and lead them to Jesus. Mm. Such a powerful thing that we can all do, and this is this is our country. Let's love it, let's love our country and all of her wounds, but let's love the country back into the Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother of God, of God pray, pray for, for us sinners,
0: sinners now and in, in the hour of our death, death. amen.